Blog Talk Radio. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, one. We have ignition. Strap in. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, Jonathan. I'm going to bring you on in just a second. Hopefully, you can hear me okay. I was getting getting a little background noise. I apologize with their studio here, so I apologize. Give me one second. I'll get this all fixed, and we'll be ready to rock and roll. Should have stayed on my normal 7.30 time, but I wanted to do it earlier uh, because I don't know how long I can hold out after being in the heat for a few hours. So welcome to Weigh In Sports Talk. Glad to have you. Jonathan, can you hear me okay, my friend? And also, welcome to the show, buddy. Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Uh, thanks for having me, Brian. How you doing? Oh, doing good. Been out in the heat, umpiring softball like a fool. Um, mm. Out of Georgia. You know, it's hot. Oh, my air conditioning in my home went out Friday night, and they said that wasn't an emergency. So my uh, warranty company didn't come out this weekend, so I went ahead and got it replaced. When When is it? I thought being without air in 100-degree weather is urgent, Jonathan. Or is that just me? Uh, no, I would agree with you, uh, especially since, you know, you're in Georgia, I'm in Florida. From, like, April to October, if you don't have an air conditioner, I mean, good luck. <laughs> you're dead. You're dead. Um, yeah, it's just, it was 90 degrees upstairs at my house Friday night. Mm. It was 90, 90 degrees once the sun went down and it started. And the guy came in Saturday, fixed it. I'm up and running. Luckily, the the downstairs had air. So I moved the bed from the downstairs all the way, or from upstairs all the way to the downstairs, you know, thanks to the great advice of my father-in-law. He's like, why don't you just move the bed downstairs? I'm like, well, that's a great idea. <laughs> so, so anyway, hey, some some news here, and uh, I've confirmed it, but just, you know, want to make sure Bo Jackson, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, our show starts at 7.30. He's supposed to be on at 8, hoping he can make it with us. I don't want to announce it too much and, until really it happens. And boy, you know what I mean. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's just one of those things. If I say Jackson, Bo Jackson, there's no Bo Jackson, I'm in trouble, but I think he'll be on. He told me he would, so I'll trust Bo Jackson, if, if anything. But let's stop early in the show and get it out of the way, Jonathan, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, to say three cops killed by some lunatic. And um, it's just a sad day. Every day I turn on the news, man, every day somebody's dying. Uh, any thoughts? Um. You know, my my heart goes out to uh, the families and the friends that lost their loved ones today, obviously. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a hectic year, a hectic time, especially these past couple months, you know, between this and Dallas and, uh, you know, everything in between. And, um, 
you know, it's good to see that the uh, the LSU uh, community uh, came out today, and, and they're calling for peace and and you know just some sort of normalcy in this time of uh, of great stress and grief. And you know, it, yeah, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but folks, this ain't gonna improve anytime soon. Uh, so we we better just you know buckle up and, and be ready for a long and bumpy ride. And, and there's some people out there if this can help you in any way. Just because one police officer did something stupid doesn't mean every cop's bad. Just because one person in my family is crazy doesn't mean everybody is. You know, I mean, let's put grouping people in into one group and just say, okay, you're a cop, you're obviously bad. Taco Bell wouldn't serve cops last night. Yeah, I think it was in Alabama or Georgia. I can't remember. Um, it, it, look, if, if the cops aren't going to protect us, who is? And I think people don't realize how much they need law enforcement in their life. Could you imagine a world, Jonathan, with no law, with no with no police officers to protect us? I mean, you better have a gun. You better have multiple guns, and you better know how to shoot them. I mean, if I'm a cop, I feel really mm-hmm. disrespected right now. I agree 100%. I mean, if we don't, if we don't have cops, it just becomes Mad Max, uh, you know. Uh, so I, I, I just hope that people can try to come to their senses. Uh, I, you know, I've spoken to a couple of my uh, my friends in law enforcement today, um, asking you know where they're at, and from you know the the, the conversation I've had and some some of the uh, the things they've said, it it seems like. Police officers, as a whole, you know, they're 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 eyeballing a little demonstration of their own because this is getting ridiculous. It's like you said, just because there's one bad apple, don't mean the whole tree's bad, um, you know. And and the media needs to stop making such rushes to judgment or just spreading stuff to fit a, you know, their their own little you know, ideology. It's getting ridiculous, but you know. It is what it is, man. Ain't nothing we can do. Yep. No, you know, Donald Trump just announced his his VP. It's, it's choose choose who you think is going to make this country better out there. Make sure you go to the polls. And uh, do you think Hillary can stop this? Do you think Donald can? That's up to you. So we're going to get back into sports. Just wanted to to mention what's happening in the world right now. Not only in the United States, it's, it's this stuff going on it's everywhere but people watch the united states and, and I, you know we're the best country out there people look at us and if they see weakness they're going to start attacking even more but let's let's move into jonathan it's finally past july 4th here we are what july 17th we're about six weeks away from football season man i mean we're here now media days sec media days is coming on uh the spectacle that is and it's football time, man. It's time to start digging down deep into college football and looking and seeing what these teams have to offer. When does Florida State start uh, fall practice? Oh, you know, I don't know exactly when we're starting fall practice. What I can tell you is we are exactly 50 days away from that uh, season opener against Ole Miss. That's, uh, that's what I'm all excited about. We're finally down to the halfway mark. You know, and I'll, you may call me crazy, but I, I think Florida State's going to have a very good season this year, and we're 50 days away. I've got 
four 50-yard line tickets to the Auburn-Clemson game. I'll be there ready to rock and roll at 9 p.m. Eastern. I think it's September 3rd. I believe that's when it is. But let's let's do some talking real quick about Alfonso Taylor, Alabama starting offensive lineman arrested for mm-hmm. a DUI, Jonathan. This comes, you know, Cam Robinson not too long ago, I think back in May, he was arrested with Hootie Jones. No punishment for those two. What about this kid? What about another lineman for Alabama getting arrested after Nick Saban just went off on Paul Feinbaum? the other day on his show. What do you think? I mean, does this guy miss any playing time? Um, how does Nick Saban handle this? Well, it's it's interesting you, met, you, you mentioned, you know, will he miss playing time? Because I saw uh, a writer, and it's going to bother me now that I can't remember who it was. I think it was Bruce Feldman who said, don't hold your breath for a suspension. Uh, Alabama had a player last year who was arrested for his second DUI, and he didn't miss any time, so why would Taylor? Uh, you know, this is – you know, people got all over Florida State about their punishment or what they deemed the lack of and completely just forget that what's going on in Alabama ain't, it ain't no better, might even be worse. And that, that just – that really yeah. bothers me that now it's almost becoming a precedent for teams not to suspend guys who get in trouble. Well, well, let's tell you the next day will probably just are homers. You hate Alabama. Well, let me let me go back to, to Auburn real quick. The four players that were arrested for marijuana playing time, it, it was handled internally. Guys, I mean, look, Nick Saban does it. It doesn't make it okay. Gus Malzahn has suspended players in the past. I mean, he's suspended quarterbacks, corners. It didn't matter. They missed time. And all of a sudden, these guys don't get in any trouble. And it's because Clemson's the first game of the year. And because Auburn can't beat Clemson without four of their stars. Everybody knows that. I don't care if they are a couple second-teamers. It doesn't matter. Um, Gus Malzahn is putting winning ahead of of teaching kids lessons, Jonathan. And, and I think he's doing it, too, because he sees other coaches doing it because he needs to save his job. Other coaches need to win. And so if you're Gus Malzahn and you're sitting here, yeah, I'm frustrated with him, but I understand what he what he's doing. If your job's on the line, you're making $5 million a year, and the guy next door, your competition is not suspending him, does that make it harder for you to suspend guys, Jonathan, or does it make you want to suspend them to show that you're still running a, a clean program and you're holding people accountable? Because Gus Malzahn, to me, dropped the ball with this. Well, that's a that's a good point. You know, do you want people to look at your program and say, you know, he runs a tight ship. You know, he he don't put up with no nonsense. Or do you want to win? And the, the one of the bigger issues is if you look at recruiting, how how does it affect recruiting when you suspend guys for misdemeanors and things of that nature? Good, because good point. The one and you know the one thing you got to worry about is you know a, a kid gets suspended and. Uh, because you know he done he done did something stupid, so now you know two four star recruits go well. Wait a minute, is he gonna you know if I do something stupid, am I automatically gonna get suspended too? Well, you know what if it was my first yeah. accident? I, I deserve a second chance, and and, and that's uh, I believe that's an issue that uh, you will run into, and that's an issue coaches run into. So I mean honestly, preferably if I'm running a program, you better not screw up. 
that that that's all I gotta say. But you just better not because you'll be suspended. You might even be gone. Well, let me tell you, Nick Saban should learn how to suspend players and and hold people accountable. Gus Malzahn needs to go back and start looking at the way he used to do things. Nick Saban's always been like this, guys. He he's not gonna change. Nobody can say anything to him because they're cowards in the media. When he gets, when the little midget gets mad and raises his voice, people bow down to him. Um, I just, I don't think he's ever going to change, but doesn't mean you have to change to to match him. And the guys for Auburn, and and also Jonathan, I think what's happening, we're seeing a shift that people are viewing marijuana differently than they did. It's not bad to people. When you see it, when you hear about it, you're like, oh, it's just some weed as kids. That's what people think now, where before it was like, oh, my God, you know, get them out of school. But is that what what happening right now? Do you think, is that what's happening to people? They're becoming numb and soft to to marijuana, really, and they don't think it's a big deal. Oh, I I agree with that. I do think there is a societal change as to how uh, people view uh, marijuana usage. Uh, but, you know, my, my bigger issue uh, falls along the lines of if a kid gets a DUI, DUIs aren't okay. Like, there's nothing okay about somebody getting a DUI. No. So why is he not facing punishment <laughs> from from his team? Why is a kid uh, who, who does something that society really is just not okay with, but because he plays football, he gets a pass? And, and that's... That's uh, that's what's bothering me a little bit right now. But I, I agree, though. I do think there is a subtle change with their viewpoint and how they handle uh, kids who get busted uh, with pot. Yeah, when you're drinking and driving, you're endangering the lives of yourself and other people. You know, it's different if you're sitting smoking a little weed, doing something. You're not probably endangering anyone's life, honestly. But when you're drunk, and you get and you're 345 pounds, six five. How much? I mean, to get arrested for DUI, you must have had a tank of liquor in you or something. I, I don't know. But mm-hmm. this guy, I don't, I don't know if he's going to miss time or not. I don't know if Nick Saban's feeling the heat now. But from what I heard about this kid, maybe he was on the. He started every game last year, but he was kind of beat out in the spring. Maybe pushed the second team because of his. He's been example of him. Since he's a second string, what do you think, Nelson? This is a perfect time for Saban to come in and pull a suspension and say, you know, see, I do, I do discipline people, but the guy was never going to play anyway. So Saban said Taylor's demotions were because he needed to lose weight and get in better shape. So I don't know. This may be a suspension coming for a game. Well, one would hope so, but at the same point in time, they opened the year against USC. So, uh, you know, it, it falls along that, that question of do you need all hands on deck? Because that's a big game to open the year, whether, whether what you think about USC or not, it, that's still a very uh, talented team. And to open the year, you definitely want to make sure you have yeah. all bodies on hand. So that that is something I, I think that they're uh, – while we might not see him suspended, or if he is, it might be against Helen Keller's School for the Deaf and Blind. Well, I think those four guys for Auburn would be missing at least half of football. Clemson, we wouldn't be able to beat Clemson without our, our all-freshman 
corner Carlton Davis. You know, Byron Coward gives us depth on that defensive line. Ryan Davis. I mean, there's even Jonathan that's team that's, you know, runner-up for the championship and beat them if you've got already depth problems before your top players are missing. I mean, if Faber was playing on road, do you think these guys would be suspended? Uh, yeah, I do believe that there would be a, a suspension handed down if they were playing a lesser opponent. Um, I always believe that. I mean, it's kind of like uh, Brandon Spikes, when he got suspended by Florida, he got suspended against Vanderbilt, and Vanderbilt was having a very bad year. And everybody went, well, of course he got suspended for Vanderbilt. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, I mean, I'm sure Malzahn ran to death or – or something, or that's fine and all, but I mean, you punish players for games. You punish the the other players, and that's part of being a team. Right? Everybody suffers because one, and that, that shows you. It just shows you this this country right now, especially the state of college football. It's win at all costs. You see, Hugh Freeze probably the same kind of way. Now, Malzahn, Saban's been like that. Jimbo Fisher. I just, I just think these guys need to tighten up a little bit and realize that okay, we may lose a football game, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna create a good environment for people, and I don't care if, if you, if you're a recruit and you don't want to come to my school because you may get suspended for being an idiot, then I don't want you anyway. So, but if, if it is what it is, it's all about winning right now. And you're right. If you ask fans honestly, Jonathan, would you want a coach that did it the right way or win? They're gonna vote win, don't you think? Oh, I agree. I definitely think that would be the overwhelming sentiment. Yeah, because I don't – I mean, really, I I want to win, too. I want my team to win, and, you know, it is what it is, but it's just not fair to, to have to suspend your guys and lose the game when Nick Saban doesn't. Anybody says Nick Saban is a douchebag, and he's not setting an example – and just it's all about winning for him. But man, I mean, fifty days away from from finally being there. It seems like it's been forever since we we watched that Bama Clemson game and then the Super Bowl. But what are you looking forward to the most to start the season? The first week, or are you you looking forward to something in the NFL? What are you What are you looking forward to the most? Man, um, I just want to see Garnet and Gold hit the field. If I have to be completely honest, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm uh, I'm more partial to uh, to college football, and I'm I'm hoping that we have a great opening week. We have so many good games, uh, you know, Alabama, USC, we have Florida State, Ole Miss, and uh, you know, a couple other uh, you know out of conference matchups like that. That's that's what I'm living for. You know, it, it, I'm hoping for another great year, and I I think. Uh, the opening week is going to deliver what many are calling might be the best uh, matchup-wise yep. opening week that we've ever seen. Remember last week? I think it was last uh, last year. The first two weeks were terrible. I think. I mean, the, the first week was a snoozer. This year, you got Clemson, Auburn, Florida State, Ole Miss, Bama, South Cal, UCLA, Texas A and M. I believe is that right? UCLA and Texas A and M play. I believe that uh, is uh, on the opening week too. Holy yeah, cow. I mean, it's what? just loaded. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you're going to find out real quick and how good your team's going to be if you're one of those 
But um, Alabama usually does very well first games of the year. And do not underestimate the Auburn Tigers that first week at home, a 9 o'clock Eastern game. Do not – oh, Notre Dame, Texas as well, right? Yeah, yeah, that is, that is the opening week. Uh, that ought to be a, uh, another barn burner. Yeah, I mean, this is a – everybody's zero and zero. And that championship Clemson played for last year means nothing coming up this year. I mean, Clemson has a bad draw, Jonathan to start out the game on the road against a team that underachieved in Auburn after what they've lost on defense. Clemson, this is set up for an upset. That's the upset I see week one, if I'm looking out, what could stun people. I don't think it would stun me, but I think it could get somebody's attention. I don't think Southern Cal has a shot against Alabama, to be honest with you. If we're looking out from right now, anything can happen from now until then. And Florida State Ole Miss, I'm just, I want to tell you one thing it's going to give – Ole Miss a lot of problems is just the athleticism of eight. Ole Miss has athletes, don't get me wrong. They do. But Florida State has athletes that they could get them to the college playoff. And that's where I, I don't think Ole Miss can beat Florida State. Have you seen a point spread on that game? Uh, I saw in, one early on. No, it's Georgia in Orlando. Dome? It's at Bright House Field. Okay. Okay, I would probably put Florida State a three- or four-point favorite in that game if I was putting it, you know, being in Florida. Um, Ole Miss, a lot of a lot of things just looming over them right now with the scholarships, uh, reductions. Jonathan, their quarterback, Swag Kelly, anybody that names himself Swag, I don't have too much uh, respect for. I just don't think that they've seen the athletes especially the first of the year, to see that kind of athletes on the field. And another team that underachieved last year, guess who? Florida State. They didn't do as well as, as they would like, even though I think they won 10 underachieving for Florida State. I think Hugh Freeze could get embarrassed this first week against Florida State. Yeah, uh, you know, last year obviously was a rebuilding year for us. You can kind of tell by the way the quarterback situation played out. Um and I think you're right. I mean, there, there's obviously a difference between the way Ole Miss recruits and the way Florida State recruits. It's uh, it's the same difference between, uh, you know, Alabama and, and the rest of and Ole Miss and Mississippi State teams like that. So, uh, you know, from what I understand, uh, Chad Kelly better be ready because he's going to see some, uh, some fun defense. And, you know, I, I think it's going to be all about which quarterback performs better and, Florida State technically hasn't named a starter yet, so that ought to be a fun little uh, show to see. Um, I'm stoked for that game. I'm so excited, uh, especially considering it's practically a home game. Are you going? Uh, as of right now, I'm not, but uh, there might be a, a change in, in those plans, thankfully. Yeah. It, it's, I'm just excited. It, it makes your, your off season a lot more fun as a fan, but as a player – when you when you line up, you know that while you're in the work while you're working out in those winter months, Jonathan, in the summertime heat, you're doing all these drills because guess what? Clemson's coming to town. If you're playing uh, Jacksonville State, Arkansas State, teams like that, you're not going to be. It's kind of hard to get your guys pumped up, but like this is a chance for redemption for Auburn. If you're out there and you've watched them struggle, I mean, you've got Clemson coming in. Nobody thinks you're going to win it. If you do win, 
you know, you've got four more straight home games. If you lose, you've got four straight home games to come back and get out of it. But I'm just excited that, that these guys for Florida State and Ole Miss, they're getting to, to get ready for a big game. Southern Cal, Alabama, those are two of the pre- most prestige names in football. They're playing. Too bad Southern Cal's terrible. Uh, who's coaching Southern Cal now? Is it, I'm forgetting his name. It's, it's, uh, it's not staying with me. Oh, Lord, it's uh, the interim from last year. Um, no, the mascot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clay Helton. Clay Helton. Yeah, that's right. Clay Helton's got to go up against. That game's in Dallas. Who's the, Where's the Chick-fil-A game? What's the kickoff game for that one? I'm missing it. Uh, well, let's see. I know just that. Auburn uh, that game's. That game's in Auburn. In, in oh, it's so not in the Georgia, though. It's Georgia, North Carolina. Oh, that'll be a that'll be a great game. And North Carolina's got the offense to be able to put some points on the board. Gene Chizik's doing a great job with their defense. What? A, how much pressure is this going to put on Mr. Kirby Smart? Oh, I imagine it's going to put game. a lot on him. Oh, goodness. Well, let's bring Quinn on and see what he's got to say. Quinn, welcome to Weigh In Sports Talk. How you doing, buddy? Long time hey. no talk. Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. All right. What you what you thinking about football this year? Are you excited? We're about to, you know, our next show starts. We're going to start really digging into some football from here on until February. So we took a couple of weeks off trying to rest up, getting ready for college football. What are your thoughts on the first week? It's looking pretty good. Since I'll be at that Auburn-Clemson game, I just hope to be around some TVs or be able to watch some of the other games on my phone because there's some good ones. Hey, I'm, I'm going to meet you in Auburn. Meet you, You're going to that game, right? All right. That sounds good. Auburn. Are, you going to, are, you, are you going to the game? What? Hey, are you going to the Auburn-Clemson game? Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you think about Gus Malzahn uh, cowering down and not suspending four players for this game? Uh, I'm not sure what. <laughs> I'm. I was kind of surprised, but I kind of wasn't because the four players that uh, got the Miss Medina uh, weed charge, they uh, are all pretty important players. So, yeah. I mean, I, I mean. Uh, Gus Malzahn. What, 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 did, what did Gus Malzahn do to Nick Marshall that kick it for having a blunt? I mean, suspended him for the first half against Arkansas, and another guy was suspended, and, Everybody else gets suspended. Why are these guys getting set free? Because they're playing Clemson and uh, they're at positions where they need these guys. Well, like I think, I think Gus had faith in Jeremy Johnson, and so he, you think he you think Gus has faith in Jeremy Johnson? Okay, he did. But, but it, is that is that not hypocritical though? Is that not hypocritical doing that? What kind of message are you yeah, sending to your players? Yeah, I think it players? is hypocritical, but I'm just saying, for, well, he probably did it. 
Yeah, well, I know why he did it because he knows he can't beat Clemson without those guys. I get that. But yeah, the thing is, you've got to be consistent as a leader. You can't just – I know things are different for every circumstance, but Gus Malzahn looks like a, an idiot by doing this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's expected of Nick Saban. It's expected. He is an idiot, and he could care less about <laughs> anybody but himself. But Gus Malzahn has actually disciplined players in the past. Tommy Tuberville, he didn't care. Pat Dye didn't care. But Gus Malzahn's putting winning ahead of the well-being of these kids. And yeah. I'm telling you, it could well, be Well, I'm sure problems. he did something, but you don't know what he did. What? <laughs> yeah, but I, to me, it, it's, it's just consistency. You set a precedent, and – You've done it over the last few years, and now all of a sudden, oh, we're playing Clemson. Let's not suspend them. I mean, that, 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 it, it is what it is. I mean, that's why he did it. And Jonathan and I talked about it. Uh, yeah. But what do you think? What do you think about Nick Saban going off on Paul Feinbaum this weekend when he was asked about asked about why he didn't suspend Cam Robinson? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I I don't. I honestly don't really care. It okay. it doesn't matter to okay. me, honestly. It, it doesn't for me if Bama doesn't suspend them or whatever or do whatever. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a bad thing, but I mean, I, I mean, I could really care less. I mean, he can do what he wants. It'll it'll eventually yeah. catch up to him. Yeah, Jonathan, you think Notre Dame would suspend anybody? They knew Texas knowing they're playing Texas. Oh, Brian Kelly, he's kind of a He's kind of that used car salesman coach. What do you think he would have done? You know, I think it depends on who it is, what position they play, and that's just the unfortunate reality of it. I mean, let me let me put it this way: if it had been one, if Brian Kelly uh, all of a sudden you know has to look at it and go, I have to spend one of my quarterbacks, he'd do it. If he's sitting there going, I have to spend one of my uh, one of my defensive backs, probably not. Unless the guy's really a non-factor, uh, so I, I think that's the difference there. Because and the reason I brought the quarterbacks because he has two quarterbacks that can start, yeah. um, and that's why I think he wouldn't shine away from suspending one because then he wouldn't have to worry about well who's starting. Well, the other one's suspended, so there you go. You know what I mean? The nice thing about Notre Dame too is in a lot of positions now they're building some depth. So so. Unless it was like four players, like in Auburn's situation, I think then he might not. But uh, I mean, if it was just one player, I think I think he probably would, just because Notre Dame can afford to with some of the depth they have at most positions right now. No, you know, you know, Saban. One of Alabama's players could go on a shooting spree and killing people, and Saban would be, was that really him? Was this really the guy? And he'd have video coverage of the guy, and he wouldn't suspend him. He'd say, was this really him, or was this the other part of him that we don't know about? So, no, he will not miss any playing time. I mean, it's just just a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. Alabama's a joke, and in SEC media days, no, I'm joking. They're not a joke. In SEC media days, Alabama was predicted to win the SEC, Jonathan, and this has been wrong every year. I mean, every year these guys miss it. Alabama unanimously – I think Tennessee wins the SEC this year, but what do you think? Is that the kiss of death for Alabama? 
Oh, it does seem to be. I mean, you're right. It, it has been, what, like five years since they took the right team? Um, you know, because last year it was Auburn. Uh, I know one of the years Alabama won it, it was, they had LSU. I think they had Georgia LSU. one year. I mean, it has definitely been the kiss of death. And, um, you know, we, we can see it with Ted, and I'm with you. I think Tennessee could make a run this year. I think LSU, if they get good quarterback play, could make a run this year. So it'll, it'll definitely be interesting to see what's going on there. And I'm going to be honest, I kind of hope Alabama don't win the SEC again. Yeah, and then they had Auburn, like, finishing, like, Ted last. So I'm happy about good. that. Good. Yeah, that's what I'm that's saying. That's good. Yeah. That's good. See, you know, in 2013, happens, yeah, in 2013, we were projected last in six, just like we are this year. We went to the national championship game. And the thing about Auburn, and people people forget, you know, if you don't follow Auburn, everything, you don't realize what's going on, you know, what they're building, how they're doing it. But you also realize it's all about the quarterback. And if John Franklin III's not it, you know, Auburn could be – the sixth or seventh team in the West. What does that mean? You probably won another seven games, and you, your coach may be in danger of losing his job. But you give Auburn a quarterback, Jonathan, if Franklin the third works out or if Jeremy Johnson actually decides to play quarterback, they could be good with the defense they have. But this is why preseason, I don't think these guys do their homeworks, what I'm trying to say is. Like when, when, if, you, if you project Alabama to win the SEC this year, I think it's lazy journalism, really, in reporting. Yeah. I mean, well, to me it is. I, I, can, I can prove on paper that they're not the best team right now at certain positions. And that, schedule's not, that schedule's not easy, Jonathan. You look at Alabama, they, got, they have a tough schedule, and they have some missing key players. I don't care if you do have five stars. If you, if you pick Alabama to win the West, it's, I think it's lazy journalism. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can see that argument. It's one of those things where you just go, well, they, they've they been so consistently good. I'm just going to keep picking them until and, and so they really fall flat on their face. And, and, and I, you know, I, I mean, you know, shoot, come on now. I mean, there was a time where uh, you picked Miami to win the Big East every year and you picked Florida State to win the ACC every year. You know, it, it, it didn't matter what it happened the year before. You were just rolling with it because that, that had been what the trend was. So, you know, I'm with you. I, I think, you know, a lack of homework is something to, that, that can be done in, in picking Bama to the SEC once again. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. And I have a uh, question. I'll tell you right now. Let's, let's still lay off. All right. All right, go ahead, Quinn. Okay. Why is Ole Miss so so? I think they're really overhyped this year. Oh, I hope they are. The finish, Jonathan. Jonathan, are you having trouble hearing me? Or, or Quinn, are you having trouble hearing me? Because it sounds like you're delaying like ten seconds. Yeah, you're kind of cut. You're kind of like cutting out. Jonathan, notice that. Yeah, you you've been cutting out a little bit the past five minutes. Okay, I'm calling right back in. You guys go ahead. Jonathan, answer Quinn's question for me, please. Uh, you know, that, that's a very good question, Quinn. Uh, you know, why why are they so – so? well, they've done a good job on the recruiting trail, and obviously we've 
you know, the, ever since the Tunzel thing happened, we've seen how maybe there's some underlying problems there. Uh, but they have a lot of athletes. They've got a returning quarterback, and that's huge. A lot of people, when they uh, evaluate, uh, you know, who could be a, a contender or non-contender, they look for uh, the returning quarterback. You know, you look at linemen, things of that nature. I mean, this is just also accumulation of it seems like they're building towards something. And they, they've done a good job of winning lately, beating teams like Alabama multiple times over the past couple of years and things of that nature. So I think it was only, uh, you know, it's a matter of time before people start going, well, this might be a sleeping dog here. We need to keep an eye on them. It's, it's a lot like Clemson, where Clemson was never really that good. But you have had to keep an eye on them because you went, well, sooner they're building towards something. We could see it. Sooner or later, Clemson's going to make a run. They're going to push. And as we've seen over the past couple of years, Clemson has been a very competitive and a very good team. Yeah. They yeah. just lost quite a bit is the reason. How do I, how do I sound, guys? Do I sound better? Oh, yeah, yeah. you sound better. No, if, if at any time you ever hear that, it could be – Check it. Just stop and say, check your connection, because I don't know unless you tell me. But I, I could mm-hmm. tell Quinn was struggling. With I could tell Quinn was struggling. But but what I was going back to is when I look at the SEC, let's let's go ahead and eliminate some teams in the West that I'm looking at. Arkansas, I just don't think they're going to have what it takes, especially at the quarterback position. Mississippi State losing their man, um, it's not going to happen. So that leaves Ole Miss, Auburn. LSU, Alabama, and A&M. A&M soft, so I'm going to eliminate them. So it's it's your it's your main players: LSU, Bama, Auburn, and who else am I missing? That's it, right? Ole Miss, those four. Um, so there's four teams in the West I think could win it, and then in the East I think you have Tennessee. I I just don't think Florida can win the SEC East. I don't think Georgia can this <laughs> year. If if Tennessee underachieves, then they could, but I think it's it's a Am I am I crazy for saying it's a foregone conclusion that Tennessee wins the East, Jonathan? And I, I really don't see any competition for them. Well, yeah, I agree. I mean, Missouri, no. Kentucky, no. Vanderbilt, no. South no. Carolina, no. Georgia, I mean, they have talent, but no. what are they running at quarterback? No. Uh, Florida, don't make me laugh. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I'm with you. I think Tennessee runs the SEC East this year. I, I'm not uh, I'm not doubting that one minute. So, uh, and like you said, in the West, it's really there's four teams you're eyeballing, and we got to figure out out of those four teams which one's going to make a run there. So, it, it, you know, and obviously it comes down, it's amazing, in the West, can LSU's quarterback figure it out? Can Auburn's quarterback figure it out? Does Alabama have a quarterback? And then it's Ole Miss. Can y'all play some sort of defense when it matters? Uh, so it, it's real interesting how you have three quarterback question marks, and Ole Miss it's just it's mainly defense to figure out what's going on. And I, I think that's where the separation lies. Oh, Ole Miss! Because it's just a lack of talent in the East. Football between the tackles. You know what? Oh well. Can, 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 I mean, it's, it's yeah. just Ole Miss can't run the ball. Ole Miss can't run the ball between the tackles. That's why it's yeah. so hard for me to take them serious. I'm sorry. Okay, you beat Alabama, but who else can you beat? I mean, it's like they can't be consistent. If Auburn mm-hmm. figures out a quarterback, they have the schedule and the defense. I think this year to be able to 
to be a possibility. Alabama's lost some offensive line and the quarterback and Henry, the guy they gave it to 82 times a game. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, just, I mean, there's still a lot of questions for Alabama for me, and that schedule's tough. And I just, I don't know, Tennessee's going to be there versus one of those four teams we mentioned. And the biggest question, will it be enough to get into the playoff, whoever wins? The SEC, it should be, but, but you never know if this is a year. And, and is, there, is there really that team that you're looking at in the SEC, Jonathan, saying, they're, oh, it's, it's easy. I mean, these guys could win a national championship. I don't see it this year. I just, I just don't. I mean, I'm with you on that. Obviously, if, if Alabama can put it together, Lord knows they have the talent every year. Um, so, you know, I think they could. Now, am I looking at them right now as a national championship team? Well, no. I don't know who their quarterback is. The only other quarterback I saw play last year was Cornwell, and he got benched against Ole Miss. So, I mean, they obviously have an issue at the quarterback position this year. It's not like years past where you go, well, they have Sims, and and Sims knows his team. He should do fine. Well, they have Coker. We've seen Coker. Coker's good. You know, it's – what are you going to do? So, and then you look, uh, you know, like you said, offensive line. They obviously have holes. Now, they seem to be able to replace those every year, but still, I mean, it's hard to replace a center. You know, the year after they lost Barrett Jones, they didn't win a national title. And uh, that they you know they just lost Ryan Kelly, so there, there's going to be a, a lot of growing pains for Alabama this year. LSU can't get a quarterback worth spit. Uh, Auburn, <laughs> I mean, my goodness, I mean, come on, Auburn's defense. I know it improved last year, but people are still going to question the defense. And you look at quarterback, you go, oh, Jeremy Johnson. Yeah, let me get excited about that. Who's your backup? John Franklin III? Right, he even seen the field at Florida State. Well, nobody knows him. He's an unknown. That's the thing with JF3. He's an unknown. But who knows you're going to get? And then you're going to have Ole Miss, and everybody looks at Ole Miss, and I still think there's that whole – Ole Miss hasn't hit the Clemson stage of this team to be dangerous. Ole Miss hit the stage of, all right, so they show up for one big game a year, get dropped by Florida, and that's about it. Ole Miss, I think the, the cloud is heavy over them and thick. But um, one, one thing that people forget about, like I think when they when they predict games, they don't look at schedules. They don't look at who who play who do you play next week and who did they play before that? You know, I think some of these journalists. Well, I think lazy journalism. I mean, Alabama mm-hmm. can win the national championship. That doesn't that that's a no brainer. I mean, it could happen. But what I'm saying is. When I'm talking about Alabama finishing nine and three, it's because I did my homework, and it's also based off of not knowing the quarterback as well. Like you said, it's a schedule. It's it's all of the things that the intangibles kind of. Alabama's good. They're probably the most talented team in football every year because of recruiting. You get that, but what can cause Alabama to this year three games? I think it's the center. I think it's the schedule. I think it's quarterback and also losing Henry Quinn I mean it's obvious to me that that Alabama has some holes just like every other team but I just don't think they're going to be as dominant as they have in years past yeah they yeah they do and they lost some really key pieces but I I mean I mean they're from the past couple of years there have there have been a lot of uh questions about Alabama and they seem to always answer I would love for them to go and have a yeah. nine and three year but I don't think they will I think they'll have one or two losses we'll see we've got a caller 
We have a caller from the 469 area code. You're on the way in for us. Who's this? Hey, it's Sonny Clark. How's it going, guys? Going good. Sonny. Very good, Sonny. What's going on, man? I just got home and uh, oh, no. one of this, I, so I just I just called in. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm just listening. We're talking about the Alabama Crimson Tide this year. Uh, I'm just trying to, to see some of the journalists just think it's a no-brainer. They win the championship. We're, we're talking about the holes of the team that could be the downfall of Alabama. Well, they got, and I don't have, I I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I know they had three real tough ones on the schedule. I forgot who it was because when I was looking at those, obviously when you're looking at college football and trying to figure out who's going to be good, one of the things you look at, especially when you're, you know, you're looking at the schedule, and um, I don't know what, I'm not sure what the schedule was. But that having been said, I know it was. I know there was like really like four or five tough games on that schedule. Yeah, I'm gonna pull it up, and uh, we're gonna talk about it for a minute. If I can learn how to type. Um, yeah. Well, I got the schedule in, right in here. All right, Quinn. I do too. Um, I got it too. Yeah. You, it... Okay. Are you on a train or something? Are you home? You said. No, I'm home. Yeah, I'm home. I think it's your phone. All right, let's. I think it's. Okay. Jonathan, is it my phone? You think too? No. What the hell? It is. Oh, it's mine. Okay. I don't know. Try try to mute yourself real quick, Sonny. While I while. All right. Let me. Yeah. Let let me. Let me push. Hold on. Give me a second. I'm not as fast as this. Everybody else is on their phone. Hold on one second. Uh, where the I'm hell gonna, is I'm this gonna go, thing? Where, I'm going to go through. I'll, I'll mute you just for a second until you get till you get wrapped, get ready to go. So let's go through my schedule, and I'm going to bring Sonny back on. Um, Southern Cal to start in Texas. That's a win to me, guys. I, I don't think Southern Cal can. But here's the deal. It's early in the season. If you have questions at quarterback and offensive line, when is your weakness going to show, Jonathan? First you games, right? So it is kind of dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, it's a dangerous game. You have Western Kentucky, but then you got you have to go to Ole Miss, a team that's beat you two years in a row. You mm. go to Arkansas. You go to Tennessee. You're playing home Ooh. against A and M. You go to LSU. Mm. You're back home mm. against Mississippi State, and then you play Auburn. I mean, there's. I mean, and let's look at the road games. Let's, that's what I always like to do at Ole Miss at Arkansas, at Tennessee, at LSU. There's three teams right there probably that could beat you out of those four. They could. I'm not saying they will, but I'm saying there's three potential losses. I mean, Arkansas, I don't think so, but you never know. But going back to their home games, Mississippi State, um, Kent State, Auburn. Auburn's a team that could beat them. I mean, just because it's the Iron Bowl and things. But that's what I'm saying, Sonny, and we'll bring Sonny back on real quick. Sonny, that's a tough schedule when you have road games like that with three teams that can beat you out of four. Yeah, it it is. But the thing that really stands out to me about this schedule that I hate are two games. Tuscaloosa, West Kentucky Hilltoppers? Come on. 
Seriously, get 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 you a quality, somewhat of a quality team in there that you can say, hey, especially at the beginning of the year. I, I know it's nice How to run over teams. Well, Chattanooga? now Chattanooga, they're terrible. I, I thought if I they are terrible, but that's also later on in the season. But the other one, the Kent State Golden Flashes, please. Spare me the nonsense, okay? I'm sick of the, every damn year that uh, in the first four weeks of this football team. Now, the Trojans, okay, I'll give them a do. But, I mean, Western Kentucky, the Ole Miss Rebels will be a fight for them. But they'll beat them, but that's in Oxford. But, I mean, the Kentucky Wildcat and the Kent State Golden Flashes, I'm sorry. Please get you a good schedule. And also, I mean, I guess they don't have a problem selling out, but if they brought a damn good quality football team at the beginning of the year, maybe they get more people in their stadium too. I don't know. And here's the Auburn schedule. Um, uh, Arkansas State early in the year. Well, let's start with Clemson. Remember, guys, Sonny, Auburn has five straight home games, which is – which is good. They play Clemson, Arkansas State, Texas A&M, LSU, Louisiana, Monroe, at Mississippi State, home against Arkansas, at Ole Miss, home against Vanderbilt, at Georgia, home against Alabama A&M, and at Alabama. There's a couple of cream puffs on there. Yeah, definitely. But they start the season out with good football teams. Okay. Hey, the Arkansas State, you're going to see my boy Logan Bonner at the quarterback position out of Rowlett High School. And he's actually, from everything I'm hearing, he's starting. So you've got a true freshman starting against Auburn. We'll find out how good he is. Um, but that's going to be one game that Sonny's going to watch. But Clemson, Arkansas State, Texas A&U, uh, LSU, and then Mississippi State, I, I think that's a, somewhat of a quality start. That's what I want to see. Well, I mean, I think they're going to come out probably in September. Um, but, but, it, it, but here's one thing, Tony, that I look at Auburn's schedule. They don't play two games back-to-back on the road. Oh, that, that is always nice, especially if you lose on the road, you can go home. You're absolutely right. I think that's huge for them. I don't think people realize. And if you go to tennis, go ahead, Gwen. And uh, Auburn, according to ESPN's college football preview that I have, they're not uh, they're not favored to win any of their road games. Well, two of them are Alabama and Georgia. So and then you have Mississippi State. I, Auburn's going to wait win until after week one. Week yeah, yeah. Why? Why? Why do you say that, Sonny? Well, because we'll find out. I mean, they're road yeah. games. You're looking at the road games at Mississippi State. By the time they get week one, if they get blown out their first week, whoever they're playing, what that that's going to change. Yeah. Same thing with, yeah. with later on down the road. Week number one, you can find out a lot about it, and then Vegas goes crazy. Now, if you got a yeah. hunch about this football team, you get your bets down now. Now, sometimes that works against you, but if you find the team that you like that helps you, you can maybe get more points a little bit uh, starting off early. Sonny, how does the perception change of Auburn? If they beat Clemson, LSU, Texas A&M, 
Arkansas State, Louisiana Monroe, and they're five to zero. There's a big difference in perception when Vegas starts adjusting those point spreads. If Auburn even beats Clemson, they, they go a favorite over all those road teams except Bama and Georgia, probably. So they're probably going to be favored in probably one or two of those. But it's you know Vegas doesn't know. Nobody knows preseason really yeah. what's going to happen. But but I think you have to follow your team and follow and really study your team over the past few years to see what they're going to do. Tennessee, on the other hand, Jonathan, uh, their schedule, the part is up after, what, October? They don't play anybody. After September, they play, I mean, nobody. It's like they're playing Missouri, Kentucky, Vanderbilt. That's all they play in these no days. Mm-hmm. If, if Tennessee starts off 5-0, and those, they're going to the SEC championship. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Tennessee, uh, they, they have to make sure they get off to a good start and maintain it. Uh, they can make a run, um, no no doubt about it, because, I mean, if they get by Florida, and, and I honestly I wholeheartedly believe this, if Tennessee can get by Florida, I think they're going to make a run. We could even see them go undefeated. It has just been so tough for them to beat Florida. If they don't win that game, it, it's almost like they quit. You know, what has it been, 11 years now that they've lost to Florida? So, you know, if they can beat them, that's such a huge momentum boost. Such a huge momentum boost. I think that not only do you, you know, you don't just circle the Alabama game and go, ooh, third Saturday in October. You circle it and go, ooh, this could be an upset. Yeah. And, Sonny, I didn't get your opinion. We didn't ask you. You weren't on the show at this time. But, um kind of lead you into it we found out not too long ago that Nick Saban wasn't going to suspend Cam Robinson for having an illegal weapon and drugs but Auburn had four players get arrested and they're not going to have any suspension time what's going on man why are the coaches not suspending these players you you have to ask I mean it's real simple it's not and it goes two it goes threefold number one it's all about winning Okay, that's number one. Number two, when you when you look at the scope of college football, okay, all right, it says that the school, the co- going to college and going to classes means absolutely nothing because it's all about winning and handing down discipline. Does it, there's no discipline on the team because it's all about winning. It's all threefold, and that's and you can say whatever you want. I, I'm going to tell you right now, if he actually stood his ground and said, you know what. You're, we're going to suspend them. People probably might even respect them even more than they already have. But the fact that he takes the step and he doesn't do the right thing morally makes a big difference about how people look at Nick Saban. Well, Paul Feinbaum asked him the question the other day. I don't know if you saw that video. And Nick Saban jumped down his throat about he doesn't care what anybody in media says. He doesn't. He doesn't want to penalize him because the media told him to. Really, he no. The, do that the, the reason kid, why all he's doing is hurting that kid. The reason why he got mad is because he was, conf- yeah. But the reason why he got mad is he was confronted with a moral issue. Okay, and it, hey, listen, it, it wasn't outside the scope for the media to ask that question. Sometimes you get dumb questions from the media. Let's be honest. But that is not a question that is so offensive or the guy doesn't know what he's talking about. The problem is, is he didn't want to have to answer to it and make himself look unmoral like he already does because his answer really and truly is, we don't care. We're trying to win football games. And that's 
that's the reason why he, he jumped on him because he didn't want to answer the question well, and he was confronted with a good one. Well, how about Gus Malzahn? In years past, he suspended even his starting quarterback for a half. Uh, four players get arrested for marijuana, and all of a sudden, it's they handled it internally. They will not miss any playing time. Is that him saying that, hey, my rival's not suspending players? Why should I take a disadvantage and suspend my guys and lose a game when this guy's not suspending anyone? Do you think that's what Malzahn did? Absolutely. I mean, why not? I mean, it, because, hey, I'm not saying Mazan is is, is um, you know Alabama coach you know you know quality you know everything else, but once Nick Saban does it, it opens the door for other big schools to do it as well. If you're a small school, it doesn't matter. Okay, you slap down on them and keep the morals right there. If you're a small school, but really, if you want to take a stance against nonsense against players on the team and that you're quote unquote serious about education you come down on those kids when they screw up like that and you don't give them a free pass you let it out and let it known that if you're going to come to Alabama you don't screw around and you don't get in trouble by them not doing that it says hey we're party town come on down here don't matter what you do get arrested you're fine with us and that's what it says well Bama had another player arrested tonight or yeah, last night, an offensive tackle for a DUI. I mean, do you think a DUI is serious enough to get suspended? What, what does Sonny Clark think a player should be suspended misplaying time for? What kind of or any arrest or anything, a felony? What do you think? Well, you well I, I mean, look what, look what that is. That's a, it's, a, it's, it's a DUI. I mean, that, that goes up to – that's irresponsibility to the, to the hilt. I mean, he could go out and kill someone. All right, the, the guy's not using his brain. I don't want a guy not using his brain to where he's going to go out, get drunk, drink, and possibly kill somebody. And not only that, not only that, put the university at risk at the same time. Because if he's out partying on, you know, university property, he goes out, gets drunk, and kills someone, there, there's a whole shit storm coming down right there. So no, if if it, I mean you know if you if you're gonna lift something from a store, I don't really. I mean that's that's minor. But when you're talking about things that kill people, drinking and driving, those are serious accusations, and they do need to be suspended. Yes, I would suspend them. DUI, it's a no-brainer. Just expect yourself to be off of my football team. How about a, how about I a ha- stolen gun? How about a stolen gun with drugs, Sonny? Of course, drugs, guns, yes. Talk about the things that everybody's talking about as far as voting and everything else. The biggest, one of the biggest things everybody in the country is talking about is guns, okay? Yeah, you can't have your players have them. I mean, I mean they're adolescents. They're stupid. They're 23 and under. These are some dumb well, kids, and you've got to stop them from being stupid, and you've got to put the hammer well, on them. I don't, I don't mind them having them. I mind them having it elite. I like a stolen gun because when you steal someone's gun, it's usually because you're going to do something violent to somebody and you don't want it to trace back to you. But, I I mean, it's going to be before long, Jonathan. You can't even walk down the street without a gun. I know I'm going to start here. Well, yeah, I mean, there's obviously been uh, the hot political debate on – uh, gun ownership rights and, and things of that nature. And, uh, you know, I, I'm with you. The Cam Robbins situation, I mean, 
possessing a stolen firearm, yeah, that's bad. I mean, look, you get Real caught, bad. you know, you, you, you're, you know, you get pulled over, net, net, cop, you know, there's a gun in your car, but it's your gun. You have the acquiring uh, paperwork and permits and, and, and whatnot for it, you know, or, you know, you're, you're out getting drunk, you get hit with a, uh, uh, you know, drunk and disorder, let's say, and uh, they find your concealed firearm. Well, as long as you got your carrying permit, there ain't no issue with that. But, you know, I mean, I, I have an issue with the Cam Robinson situation where, I mean, boy, I had a stolen handgun. That, I don't care what type of gun that you got a stolen gun. Ain't nothing good coming You're out gone. of that. Bye. <laughs> Bye. But, but I think Sonny, Sonny may be right that these kids are too stupid to carry guns and I think that's the part. Yes, stupid. Now, now you throw a firearm into it. I get your point, Sonny. Yeah, you, 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 guns is just so. You know, I'm so against them. You know, it's the worst person to really ask because I'm afraid of them. People who are afraid of guns shouldn't have them, so I don't. (laughs) Um, uh, you know, it, it's it, it's just one of those things. It, it just know how much we're talking about it in daily life about guns and what has been happening, especially today. Okay, now I'm yeah. not saying the guy's going to go out and pop a couple cops, but you know, all the things that are going down, the biggest things that are going on have guns involved with them. I want to tell you right now, if I was a coach. I don't care about legal or not. I don't want you to have a gun, okay? You're not playing on my team. I don't give a rat if it's legal for you to have it or not. If you got a gun, don't come to my school because guess what? That's just going to cause problems around a bunch of dumb 22, uh, 22 and 23-year-old kids. Yes, I ain't playing for some. I was at that age. I know. Quinn, do you own a gun? I know you smoke pot, but do you own a gun? No, I don't. I don't own a gun, <laughs> and I don't smoke pot anymore. I know. I know. If, he smoke, if, if, he, if he smokes pot, it smokes pot. It slows down the reaction. So by the time he's able to get the gun out, shoot it. It's not even out of the holster before he's nailed. So there you go. And I have oh, a question. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think the, the the athletic directors of these schools at some point should get involved? Like if mm-hmm. they think something is wrong and then they just tell the coach, you have no choice but to suspend the player. Do you think some of this yes. falls on the athletic director? <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah, they're the I mean, they're the ones ultimately responsible. I mean, the athletic director is the one ultimately responsible. Well, actually, the president of the university. But the guy that mm-hmm. runs the sports department is the one that is really ultimately responsible for everything that goes on in their sports programs. So the AD definitely has to take, step in. And that's another problem. You get the problems with Penn State, Alabama, and everything else. The athletic director obviously has no part in you know, discipline of football players. Because they're still playing Athletic directors would have had those guys Gone in a heartbeat This Aiden runs The university We know that But Jay mm-hmm. Jacobs for Auburn runs it It's not Malzahn He runs it And, and you know the problem Because Jay Jacobs is an idiot uh, I'm sorry He, he is And 
And, you know, then Theo Paterno ran it. Anytime a coach gets more power than he is to change, it's vice president who works more power than that, right? So anytime you have a, you have something not not going according to schedule, that's when problems happen, like Penn State. And who else was it that got into big trouble? Um, well, look at I mean Sam Baylor. Baylor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody, I mean, everybody knows that. And all of a sudden, you got all these people getting busted and raped and all this stuff. I mean, I mean, it, it, you have to have a balance of power, and Nick Saban has two power. Especially in the case of down here in Baylor, guys. You know, th- that's, that's a huge one, especially down here in Baylor, because, you know, they just get rid of the head coach. Now they still got the player, the, the coaches that were still here. Come on. You're telling the country you, you guys are too stupid to know what's going on. Every single one of those coaches knew what the hell was going on. The athletic director knew about it. Everybody knew. I'm sorry. You, gotta, you do got to wash your hands of it. Now, granted, this couldn't have come at a, a worse time for them. Because when you get all set and ready to go for the season, most coaches are already set where they are. So who are you going to get? So I get why they're kind of doing it, but at the same time, you get if you're Baylor, you now got to give other, you know, high school coaches an opportunity to coach on that level. You do. You just got to get rid of them. You got to wash your hands with them. You got to be willing to bite the bullet in order to do the right thing. And if you're not, you have no stones, and that's what Baylor has, no stones. I mean, Baylor went ahead and got rid of a successful head coach. They got rid of an athletic director. I know the president and, and, and all the, a bunch of other higher-ups had their issues. Uh, I mean, yeah, do they keep some of the assistant coaches? Yeah, and, and I, I'm going to – I'm going to go ahead and give the benefit of the doubt to some of them because from the reports I read, it seemed like this was really an Art Bryles run little charade uh, of the what whole. About his son? But like yeah, I said, I'm going to give some. I didn't say all. Well, right, and it's like Sonny said though, it couldn't have come at a worse time. You ain't gonna get nobody. I mean, yeah, yeah. we can hire a bunch of high school coaches. I mean, because the way Baylor's looking at it, they're sitting there going, well. We could either try to be somewhat competitive so we don't set ourselves back a decade. Uh, you know, try to keep some of the recruits and just have them understand that it's going to be a fresh, clean slate next year. We're going to have a new staff. And I guarantee you that's going to be a whole new staff uh, come uh, January. But Yeah, it, it should. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, but I think looking at it for this year, you don't want to punt the whole season. You, you can't fire all the coaches because the minute you fire all the coaches, you might as well just shut down for the year. There ain't no point even playing ball. So I, I think that there, there's a reason behind it that for the sake of the players that weren't criminals and weren't committing these acts of atrocity, uh, you're standing by them and you're giving them a fighting chance. Well, I'll tell you what I'm oh. going to do. I know the kick. I know the kicker for Baylor, Drew Glitz. I'm trying to get him on an, uh, an interview. I don't know if I'm going to be successful at that because he probably has got, you know, orders to keep his mouth shut. Um, I'm going to say, screw him, let him. 
Yeah, you got to get through the. Yeah, you can't. Is he still in school or is he out of school? No, no, he's. This will be his second year. Uh, Drew Gillis, he's the kicker for that team. Damn good kicker, by the way. Yeah, you you got to go through their athletic department or media department to get him on for an interview. So it'll be tough. Hmm. I know him personally. I wonder if I could just make the call. Uh, maybe, but it, but it could, could get him in some NCAA trouble, maybe. I mean, yeah, I know that, I've tried to get these yeah. players. I've tried to get so many players, and it just doesn't work out when they're in college. It's just you might as well not even Got try. It. All right. To I'll me. take your word for it. To me. To me. But, but we do have Bo Jackson supposed to come Wednesday night, which will be by far my biggest interview ever here. I, mean, that, Bo I can't Jackson wait. Is, is my – yeah, I hope he. I hope everything works out where he can come. But he's my childhood hero. So, Jonathan, it's hard to look up to people that's younger than you. But Bo Jackson's older than me, so he could be my hero, right? There you go. <laughs> there you go. I want John McEnroe on my show, but I, that might be hard though. So there you go. You have a you have Bo Jackson. At least you have his telephone number or contact information. So congratulations on that. That's huge. Thank you. I just I'm just one of those people that you know once he's on, and I'll blast that thing around, get a million people to listen to it or something. But I don't want to say. Tell the whole world he's on and something happened and disappoint and let people down. So I'll do yep. more publicizing of it once I get that interview than than before. But he he said he was get coming Wednesday at eight. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna I'm gonna believe it. Um, Quinn, anything you want to talk about before we go tonight? Anything on your mind? Anything you want to share? No. Just it's almost good, football man. season. Thank God, NFL. Who's on? Who's on two a days, Jonathan? Or, or whatever the uh, show is. Oh, or, didn't the didn't the Rams get it this year? God, I hope not. <laughs> um, hold on, I'm pulling up. Yeah, the the LA Rams. The Rams got hard knocks this year, so it, it'll be yeah, interesting to watch. Yeah, it'll it'll when be interesting to watch. Uh, ooh. When does it start? Uh, uh, it starts, the, I believe, the first episode will be the week before their first preseason game. So, like, August, I'm going to just put a tentative out there. August 1st is, is really when they're going to start filming and all that. Uh, you know, and then they they release, obviously, each episode the week after each game is played. Like the Friday after, whatever it is. So, Sonny, Sonny what do you think about the Rams on, two, on uh, Hard Knocks? Uh, I'm not impressed with hard knocks. I never have. I I don't watch it because everybody's playing up for the camera. So it, it's you know it's one of those things where you you take a look at where it's coming from and what it is. Yeah, I have a hard, I'd rather watch Ballers on HBO to get an understanding about what's going on. But now that you mentioned the Rams, there's a sad story about the Rams. The former Ram coach Chuck Knox, obviously of the Pittsburgh days as well. 
Um, he's in very, very bad shape as he's battling dementia uh, in Anaheim. So I just thought I'd throw that out there because I saw that this morning, uh, and we didn't get an opportunity to talk about it on our show. That That's a big story. Uh, Chuck Knox is 84 years old, and he spends most of his days in his just in his home with his wife. So yeah, yeah, just to kind of shoot that out to you. Thank you for that. That is that is big. But, you know, moving from St. Louis to California, um, maybe that'll that's that makes them attractive, but uh, I mean the Rams suck, Jonathan. That's just the way it is. They're terrible. <laughs> I mean that's a nice way of putting it. I obviously I'm intrigued in seeing uh how the transition from St. Louis to uh, Los Angeles, how it affects the team and the players. So I, I imagine they'll dive into that a little bit. Uh, you know, it'll it'll be it, it'll be interesting to watch. I, you know, I'm intrigued. I, I tend to peek at them now and then. I know NFL Network in the off season uh, they rerun them. I think Houston was this week, so it was it was kind of fun. It helps fix your football Jones uh, just a little bit. Yeah, I've been to fix my football, Jones. I, I I went back and watched some old games, but I've been trying to get into Game of Thrones. Have you ever watched that show? I know it's not football related, but it does pass the time until football season starts. I have not seen Game of Thrones. I have not either. Sonny, have you I watched have... Game of Thrones? Oh man, it's no, crazy. It's good. I... It's kind of addictive. <laughs> it should be it should be interesting. I, I I've heard people say that they really like it, and I just I got to take the time to sit down and watch it. I learned a new way to torture someone. You know, you you put a <laughs> gopher rat on their stomach, and you you put a you put like a like a garb like a water pail. You you put that gopher in there, and you light the the can until it heats up, and the gopher eats through the person's stomach. Crazy man. Uh. <laughs> Interesting. Thanks. Thanks I'm going to have nightmares that. now. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, Sonny's there's an image I won't be able to forget for a week. Sonny's afraid of guns. I'm afraid of gophers. <laughs> um, I'm sure you are now. <laughs> Good Lord, Brian. I, mean, I, I, know, I, know, I know Quinn's never watched it. Quinn, you've never watched Game of Thrones. You've never even watched Tombstone. So have you watched Game yeah. of Thrones? No. And I have no wow. desire in watching Game of Thrones. So, there's that. Well, what kind of shows do you watch? Pokemon or what? Well, what do you watch? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Don't you insult Pokemon, all right? No insulting of the Pokemon here. What? what, 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 what sports, what's going on? With, sports I mean, with and Pokemon. more sports. For Pokemon, what well, Sonny, tell me in Texas, are people walking out in front of cars and getting killed because of Pokemon? No, there's, I've seen a couple of things uh, that people have been There's people in hospitals. I, I forget why they are in, but they were playing the Pokemon game. One, they were driving and they got an accident in their hospital, but someone was moving something and got bit. Oh, that's what it was. They got bit by a snake. By whatever the hell they're doing with this pokey thing, and I, my God, I mean, if, I mean, if your brain is that much mush, where you got to play a cartoon game to where you put your life in danger, you are pretty stupid. And I, 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 man, I feel so bad. Our next generation taking over for us, man. 
I, you know, it, it could get real ugly. Well, let me put I this out there. All right, so I grew up playing Pokemon. I grew up playing Pokemon. I mean, it came out when I was young, and that that was the thing you played on the Game Boy. Um, maybe even Nintendo 64. This new game is a bastardization of what Pokemon <laughs> is to my generation. Uh, bastardization. What, what they're doing is they're just trying to draw the younger crowd in, and not for yep. nothing, but y'all don't even know what Pokemon is. I'm on Pokemon Yellow, and Pikachu, you follow you around? No, so That's shut up. You asking. don't get it. That's why I'm. That's why I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. What is it? What is it that causes grown men to be driving down the road, having rants for people walking in the coming? Well, a it's a great way of uh, utilizing the theory of Darwinism. Survival of the fittest, the dumb will die. Uh, it's a great way of doing that. We're weeding out the bad seeds of the population of doing so. So I'm kind of happy with that. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it, take, it takes my generation back to his childhood. And, and that's what's kind of drawn us in. Now, I want to put this out there. I don't play this Pokemon Go crap. Uh, if i got to walk around my neighborhood to, to play a game, Nah, I'm just gonna go for a run around my neighborhood. Like, like that's that's how I'm gonna do it. I, I'm not taking a, I'm not gonna go for a walk around uh, Central Park because I'm trying to catch a Pikachu. I'm going through Central Park. I want to go through Central Park. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's it, it, it's a bastardization. I'm not a huge fan of it, but at the same point in time, I get why some people are obsessed with it. Well, well hold you on say the hold dumb on, will Jason. die. You say the dumb will die, so most college programs are going to die out then. If that is that thinking on that, so watch out for that. Most college well, players. Well, 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 well. Let's go out to Oregon. Jason Humphrey's out there. Jason, are you playing Uh-oh. Pokemon Go or Pokemon Go? Um, it's my my girlfriend um, downloaded it on my phone. It's something that I play, but I'm not going to get hit by call. Walk off a cliff for it, I guess. Um, but See, I he's not stupid. You play? I just want to say, you play it. I mean, is it? Why do you play Pokemon Go? What does it do for you? Um, just to fill my entertainment for about five minutes and see what's in my damn house. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I see people driving down the road doing it. I'm just going to ride them off the road. So if you're out there <laughs> listening to me and you're playing Pokemon while I ride by you, I'm going to run you off the road, and you're probably not going to make it. Because well, I'm going to run you off the road. Sonny? <laughs> there, there's Brian. Sonny, uh, no, seriously, I see you driving down the road playing Pokemon. Instead of driving, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a love tap. Yeah, if, you you, if you're that dumb to be out in the middle of the street, you deserve deserve well, that. So there you go. Especially in Atlanta, my goodness, traffic's difficult enough as is. Yep, there you go. But um, yeah, I just I to ask you guys one question, um, if I can. You you talk about the quarterbacks in the SEC, but how many teams in the nation has a has a quarterback? You look at Clemson, Ohio State has a quarterback coming back, but outside of that, there's not really many quarterbacks coming back this year. Oklahoma has a quarterback coming back, and you say, but outside of those four pilot schools, a lot of teams have questions at quarterback. 
That's a great point. You know, there's there's not many, there's not many teams, Ooh. but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean there won't be any good ones. It just means yeah, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma's playing a little transfer game, trying to make sure they're good at quarterback. But it's a good point, Jonathan. There's not many teams that have quarterbacks that have proven themselves yet. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I mean that that definitely does does make you think, and I know. One school that has gotten a lot of preseason buzz because – well, two schools have gotten a lot of preseason buzz. They're returning quarterbacks. So that's Tennessee and Washington. You know, that, that that's definitely, uh, you know, where you see the, the advantage of, well, we know what's coming back, so we can think we can, you know, grade them a little better. We can, you know, predict them, if you will. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's an excellent point. I haven't – I didn't think about it that much, but now, now that you mention it, how many – Let's say teams that could contend this year are bringing back a quarterback. Yeah. And you look at it, well, I can tell you right now, the only school in the state of Florida that is is Miami. Um, uh, uh, you know, North Carolina, uh, I think their quarterbacks are uh, coming back. Uh, Marquise Williams, uh, Clemson, uh, Tennessee. Uh, no, Marquise ooh. Williams is gone. Well, there you go. So, North Carolina even got theirs back. So, uh, you know, I mean, Notre Dame's going to have both their quarterbacks back. Ohio State's got JT back. Mm-hmm. Michigan's going with the transfer from Houston. Oklahoma's got Baker again. Uh, nobody cares about A&M because they're no good. Auburn, I guess, technically has their quarterback coming back, but he probably ain't even going to play. Um, Alabama's got their backup back, but like I said, it's their backup. Uh, Washington, uh, Jason's Oregon got their quarterback coming back. No, um, we have either the FCS transfer to Precock or it's going to be a registered freshman that's starting the parts. Right. I mean, USC got the quarterback back, not at Stanford. I mean, it, it, this is this is definitely going to be an interesting year where we're not – we don't – it's a lot of uncertainty at the quarterback position. And mm-hmm. I, I think this kind of goes back to – and it's not something we've talked about but, uh, recently, but I know we've talked about it before – there are so many quarterbacks just transferring. I mean, been at, been at a school mm-hmm. for a year or two and leaving, transferring to seniors. Yeah. And it does create this <clears throat> unstable market of a quarterback situation. Um, you know, so it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. And I do want to correct myself. Florida's quarterback's coming back, but he's playing cornerback this year. And I forget about Sean McGuire at times, but he is coming back. He ain't going to play, but Sean McGuire is coming back. So it's definitely going to be an interesting uh, first month of the season with a lot of institutions breaking new quarterbacks, especially big time schools. Yeah, yeah Jason, I don't, I don't think the Pac-12 makes the playoff this year. What do you think? No, I, I, I agree with that. Um, a lot of the people um, out, out west think Stanford is going to win the Pac-12, but Stanford lost Kevin Hogan. And mm-hmm. yeah, McCaffrey was a great running back, but Hogan made a lot of plays last year that won them ball games and whatnot. Yeah, I think right. the Pac-12 champion could have two or three losses, uh, probably. Three. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Even even with Hogan, Hogan has the talent to win the Pac-12, but I don't think they'll win the table. Yeah. Who does Oregon play in the in the out of conference, who do they play? Um, they got UC Davis, which that's the easy <laughs> game. They got Virginia coming to Eugene, and they go to Nebraska. And we got I both will, Washington. Okay. We got both got, Washington and Stanford coming to Eugene this year. 
so what you're saying is you guys' uh, schedule should be real, uh, easier to manage than uh, than last year's. It should be, but um, it's what last year really proved is we need a quarterback to run this offense. Um, when Vernon Adams went down, this offense struggled to move the ball, and we need that stability at quarterback. Well, Make guys, sense. We, we're going to have to wrap it up, but make sure you join us Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. We're going to start at 7.30, so let me say 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Hopefully we get that Bo Jackson interview at 8 p.m. Eastern, and uh, we'll we'll dig more into college football. Tonight was just kind of an introduction. Hey, we're back after a couple weeks off. Here we are ready to get into high gear again and uh, talk some football, not only college, but the NFL, and again, we're, our prayers and thoughts were those in Louisiana that lost family tonight or today. And the Republican convention tomorrow, get ready, guys. It's going to be fun. Everybody take care. God bless, and we'll see you Wednesday. All right, y'all. See you.